Welcome to the Mobile DJ Business Podcast with Rob Peters. It's about bringing in guests and sharing experiences and information to help you create a better DJ business for you, your clients, and your community. And now, here's your host, the only podcast host that has a degree in nuclear physics, Rob Peters. Hey folks, welcome to this week's show. It's another episode of the Mobile DJ Business Podcast. I'm Rob, I kind of run things around here. We're gonna have a great conversation today about adding some wow to your events with fellow Disney geek and my good friend, Ron Ruth from Kansas City. By the way, congratulations, Ron, on the Super Bowl win. What a game Sunday, huh? Crazy. What a comeback at that fourth quarter. That was awesome for them, very happy for them. I shared some comments on my personal Facebook wall about the halftime show, and I want to add to that real quick. I believe a couple of things. First of all, I believe Shakira and J-Lo were worthy of being able to do that, so I don't want to dismiss that. However, I kind of feel like, and again, maybe it was because it was in Miami, the dance show overtook what made them famous in the first place. And that is being able to belt out a song. And I get it. With all that dancing, they're not going to sound great huffing and puffing through it. But I kind of feel like that the sponsors need to look at that a little more carefully. And I'm not trying to diss any act that is more show and less singing. But I prefer the live concert feel of that show. So, for example... A couple of my faves that I'll list off for you. You too did a really good show. I think Mike Walter will be thrilled that I thought the Prince show was awesome, especially him singing Purple Rain in the rain at the Super Bowl. You've also got last year's show with Maroon 5. But I think one of the best collaborations that I can recall no, it wasn't just it wasn't Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson. Stop it, you guys. It was the year that it was in sync and Aerosmith, and they had like one or two other acts up on stage with them. And I thought that was really cool because it added star power to it. You know what I mean? So that's just my thoughts on the Super Bowl. Again, congratulations to all of you Kansas City fans over in Missouri. We'll just leave that joke right there. So I got to apologize to you guys. I'm a little out of sorts today. Uh, this week's episode is a little difficult to do. Up here in the Boston area last week, we lost a fellow DJ and a colleague. And I wanted to take a moment and share my thoughts about Chris Iskander, um, who I've known since I was in high school. We went to the same high school together. We had mutual friends in junior high school and such, but... In high school, we were in carpool together, so we kind of had that rapport going. He was a year behind me at Spelman, and two years in, he transferred back to public school, and we lost touch through nobody's fault. It, it just happened, and uh, we caught back up with each other. When he decided to become a DJ, he showed up at the store I was working at. It was Electronic Bargains, which is now closed. And he needed some help picking out gear so he could put it into his business plan proposal. He was going to a bank to actually get financing, and he did. And it was great to help him and, and begin to see what he did with that. He worked uh, for himself. He worked for a couple of colleagues in the market. And 
I would run into him from time to time, and it was great to see his success. He always was a happy-go-lucky guy, you know? Yeah, I, I think back to that, and it just kind of makes you realize a little bit that sometimes people come in and out of your life for whatever reason, and you might need to stop every now and then and just take a deep breath and take a look around to see if somebody's gotten out from under your radar, you know? The last time I saw him, my mom was getting her hip replaced. And it was the day of the surgery, I went up to the hospital to go sit with my dad. He was in the waiting room. And when I walked in, there was Chris. And he had had a uh, mishap on his motorcycle. And his fiance was in the operating room with luckily nothing serious. But um, he was there and we, um, we kept each other company for a little while. And uh, yeah. So uh, I want to take a moment and just dedicate this week's episode to Chris, uh, a great DJ, a great guy gone way too soon. And uh, to him and his family, on behalf of all of us at RPE, uh, our deepest condolences to anybody who knew him. So anyway, let's get this podcast back on track. Like I said, I'm all out of sorts. Um, we got to take care of commercials. We're going to bring Ron Ruth on next, so stay tuned, everybody. Thanks for giving me a minute to be able to share my thoughts right here on the Mobile DJ Business Podcast. So, hey, folks, it's 2020. Are you starting to put the work together on how you're going to build your business this year? Are you looking to fill your weekday schedule or are you just looking to add some additional revenue for your DJ business? A couple of years ago, I had the pleasure of interviewing the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase from the WWE, who told me that if you continue to do the same things, you're going to continue to get the same results. So why not make a change and develop a new revenue stream for your company with the Bubble Parties Business Program? I, along with other DJs around the country, use this program to perform at kids' events and daycare centers using an easy-to-follow format that's fun and profitable. Plus, as a provider, we give you all the resources to get started and to become successful in your market, including limited territory protection, which allows us to be able to make you the rock star in your marketplace doing these shows. Are you going to continue to pursue the same events as your competitors this year, or are you going to set your company apart by offering something different? Learn more on how this can be profitable for you with our free special report at www.bubbleparties.com. Click the Become a Provider page to get this report that'll tell you how this can be a successful addition to your DJ business. Make 2020 your year to bubble with the Bubble Parties business program. Get the information today at bubbleparties.com. So, hey, folks, I don't know about you, but in my marketplace, Every other trivia company I see out working today is one of those pen and paper guys. Now, nothing wrong with being a pen and paper guy, but if you're looking for something different to offer in bars and restaurants, check out Speed Quizzing Smartphone Trivia. It's really easy to integrate. It's really easy to use. And the cool thing about it is it allows your players to play in a fast-paced game if they're trivia junkies, they're going to love this because they're going to get their fill of trivia in a one- or two-hour show with you at the helm, 
running this show and keeping the round moving. There's not a lot of gaps in between the questions because they have 10 seconds to answer. And the really cool thing about it is they use their smartphone to play, which means they're not going to use it to cheat. Speed quizzing smartphone trivia eliminates having to buy pens, having to make slips. It's all done right on the customer's smartphone, and it's easy to integrate into any computer system out there. Check it out today to learn more at speedquizzing.com. All right, everybody back from the break and I'm being joined by a good friend of mine. We have a lot in common, Ron Ruth, because we both, uh, we both like Disney. Absolutely. Alike. I, I think like is like on the low side, I would call it more of I've, I love. I mean, that's how you become a Disney geek. You have to <laughs> I love. Think, you know, I think that's a better way to put it. We're both Disney geeks. Absolutely. Ron Ruth, I mean, welcome to the show. Glad to have you here today. Great to be here, Rob. Thank you for inviting me. Kansas City, right? Absolutely. Uh, we're not too happy with you here in New England, but we'll get over it. Get <laughs> <laughs> over it. It's a- I'm counting the days to the Daytona 500. I'm actually looking forward to the end of February, though, not only for PBX and the DJN TV series, which you're actually going to be a part of, right? Going to be a part of it, yes. Got a workshop going on there as well, yes. We'll talk a little bit about that. I'm psyched because, I don't know if Rob Savak has planned this, but the NASCAR race is that Sunday out in Las Vegas. So I'm actually making a little mini trip to go get my NASCAR fix on. I hate car racing. I mean, cars go around in a circle. What is it? They make constant left-hand churn. Is that what it's all about? It's something. You know what? It's the excitement of rooting for your favorite driver, and there's no better feeling. I tell people this all the time. There is no better feeling than when you're um, watching the flag drop, and they open up those motors, and you can feel it pulsating in your chest. It's an adrenaline rush. It really is. But I we, have a, we, have a, we have a speedway here in Kansas City, a NASCAR speedway that they, uh, they host, I don't know, maybe three or four races a year, which is, you know, it's amazing to me. All this property, this huge arena or, or stands, and yet they make their money off of three or four races a year. It's just incredible the amount of people that actually go out there and go to these things. So it, I will tell you, there is a cult following when it comes to NASCAR. We could talk about that all day. But as you know, we have the Disney geek thing happening. I put a lot of Disney into my business. And I know you are an annual visitor to right. Disney. And you actually taught me that people who go to, most people that go to Disney this year will be going next year. Yeah, actually, I, and the, the old numbers, which isn't that old, probably a couple of years old, the old numbers said that about 45 million annual visitors to, to Walt Disney World, 45 million. Now, of that, 70% are return guests. That would be like 37 and a half million people are like me, like you, the, the, the ones that we just go back year after year after year. And I'm guessing that with the opening of uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, uh, and and with the upcoming openings of Tron at Magic Kingdom, and you've got uh, the Galaxy uh, 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 Guardians of the Galaxy opening at Epcot coming up at Epcot in the very near future. Once all of the, once all of those attractions are open and running full steam, 
I can't imagine what the numbers are going. I guarantee it's going to be far more than 45 million people that are going to be going every attending every year. It's just going to be far. I want to give you some props though, regarding that statement though. You said that statement. I forget what seminar I saw you at, but you said that statement and something clicked in my mind at that very moment, which never occurred to me before. And I took that statement. I did two things with it. The biggest thing I did with it was when I made the transitions, we've been doing a lot of changes here at RPE. We're focusing more corporate now than we were wedding based as a few years ago. Right. Um, But I'm now working that particular angle whereby I'm trying to build a client base like Disney where most of my clients are annual repeat kind of things, and it's based on the services we're offering. Well, that's tough to do, especially in the DJ world, because so often we're one-offs right? for a wedding. We're a one-off. Mm-hmm. Uh, company parties, yes, you can get return business off of a company party. You can get business return business off of a lot of things in this industry, but where most people are bar mitzvahs. I mean, bar mitzvah is a, is a one-off for that customer, but then you have all of the kids that are going to be following, if they, especially if they have more children. You've got uh, a wedding, maybe a one-off, but if they have more family members, then you're going to have uh, other people in that family. And actually, all of the people that are sitting as guests are going to be potential customers to you as well. Um, and that, that, that is... A, a big part of what Disney does in this, it's not just a matter of one of the things I talk about is, is this is people don't go to Disney year after year after year simply because of the rides and attractions that they've enjoyed time and time again. Same thing's true with my wife and I, that would get old really, really quick. The reason we return is because of the experience that Disney provides. The cast members deliver every turn, making, making the, the, the trip welcoming and, and convenient and, and uh, helping us make the best use of our time and just making it enjoyable, exceeding our expectations at every turn. Same thing is true with, with DJs. It's not just about the lights and the sound and the music. It's about how you're making people feel in that moment. Right. Not just the customers that you're working with, the couples you're working with, but the people that are, are observing as guests. How are, how are you making them feel? Do they feel that they're really a part of what's happening here? Or do they feel like they're just watching a light show? It's interesting that you talk about how to speak fluent Wow. And that's what you're going to be doing at PBX. Can you share a little bit of that with some of our listeners about what that is and what that means? Well, the the full title of my presentation that I do in the workshop is How to Speak Fluent Wow, the Language of High-Spending, Loyal, Raving Customers, especially the high-spending, loyal, raving customers you want to attract most to your business. Mm -hmm. And this particular presentation came about from a part of it, at, at least a good part of it, from my experiences of uh, working with Disney. I, early on in my, in my career as a DJ, when I first fell in love with Disney and, and found myself going, why, why am I going back year after year after year and talking about the, the emotional connection to that brand? I started looking at my own business and saying, how can I take this same com- uh, connection that Disney makes with their guests and do that with my brides and grooms. Because through that connection is where you're going to get the people that don't care about all the stuff that you do. They care about how you make them feel. There, there's a, 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 um, 
a quote from Maya Angelou that goes something to the effect that people will will forget what you said. uh, They'll forget what you did, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. So the whole process of, of doing business, whether it's in the DJ world or in the wedding world or whether it's in any business, how you make a customer feel will define their experience with you, will define whether or not uh, that they uh, buy from you now or even in the future, or uh, it will also define the story that they tell others about the experience of doing business with you. And those so stories you have- are important. Those stories are important to testimonials, referrals. I was at a... Uh, uh, NACE meeting last week and the speaker there was doing, she was doing a little bit of a branding kind of presentation. And one of the things that she brought up that I thought was profound was people will always believe what other people say about you. Sure. And I think that whole creating that experience is so important in getting people to talk about you. And if you create such an experience that they're willing to do it without being prompted, it's a huge win for your business. Well, and you have choices. You have a choice. You can either define the story that's being told or you can let others define the story of what's being told. So, you know, if you're proactive in in making these connections with your customers, if you're proactive in taking care of them, exceeding their expectations of finding ways to make them say, wow, then you are more in control of that of that story than if you don't do anything. If you if you just want to remain average or mediocre, um, the the bad thing about the downside of being average and mediocre is, is that you can never count on the loyalty of a customer who's only been satisfied. You know, exactly. Only, you know, you just can't do it. They're not going. They're not going to refer you. They're not going to come back. Right. Or at least you can't depend on it anyway. The one thing I found, and I apply a lot of Disney, and I'm a multi-op, and I know you, you're just you in Kansas City, right? right. Uh-huh. So there are going to be some differences, and maybe we can talk about this a little bit and spit some ideas out for the listeners today. One of the things I find, and even just in marketing my business, is communicating that experience in a manner that sets them thinking visually in their mind. Right. In other words, one of the things I know from from my Disney experiences is, you know what? They don't care. The client doesn't care that you're having an off day. You have to put that persona on as a cast member to be able to go, it's a beautiful day no matter what. And I, I, I could share these stories all day long. I mean, a year ago, I got a call literally 10 minutes before I went on that my uncle passed away, my godfather passed away. And I still had to go dig deep and go, I couldn't let that out. I actually dumped it into my performance and the client came up afterwards and had that literally, wow, we didn't expect this whatsoever. And my assistant, who should have kept his mouth shut at that point in time, said, yeah, you would have never known his uncle passed away 10 minutes before the event. I'm glad he waited till the end, but it's like, that's not really, and it's trying to explain to my guys and girls for that matter, that, you know what, think about being at Disney World because that's what the clients deserve. That's what they're paying the big bucks for. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, it does, it's not about the rides and the attractions, it's about how, that inter, that, how those cast members 
make you feel. Yes, when you have as many cast members as what Disney has, obviously you're going to run into a couple that are just having a bad day and not, and, and it's going to show. That's just how it works with those large numbers. But for the most part, everywhere you turn, you're going to find cast members who are willing to help, that are, are there to, to make this. You're not there to go to an amusement park or a theme park. You're there to have an enjoyable experience. You're on vacation. They want to make sure it's the best vacation you have ever, ever had. And that's what people pay the big bucks for. And, and Disney continues to raise prices. They talk about how how uh, raising prices might uh, make guests stay away. No, <laughs> it hasn't had any impact an impact on that at all. People will continue to pay the big bucks. People for that will pay for that quality, and that's important. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So how is we? How is we as DJs? If you could share a couple of little nuggets to maybe tease what you're going to be doing at PBX or um, a, cu- a couple little nuggets, maybe a suggestion or two on how we can add that to what we do. Uh, maybe one example behind the scenes and one example as a performance. Well, I mean, okay. So, well, one of my favorite examples is, is it's actually Disney related as it uh, pertains to being a DJ. Uh, a few years ago, I had a, a couple who, uh, uh, they, he proposed at Disneyland. Her family, she was from California. He was from Kansas City. They met here in Kansas City. But her family in California had season tickets to Disneyland, and she loves Disneyland. And one year, he decided to go to California and visit uh, Disneyland with them uh, as a family. And he made up his mind when he went that he was going to propose while he was there. And actually, he was going to propose when the fireworks went off. So he spent all day wandering around with this ring in his pocket. But then all of a sudden, the afternoon, the winds picked up. And Disney started making these warning sounds of like, well, you know, we may not be able to have those fireworks tonight because the wind is, you know, the wind has to be at a certain level in order for them to shoot off the fireworks. And they're starting to kind of panic a little bit about, okay, so this may change my plans. What am I going to do? So that evening, if you've ever been to Disneyland or Disney World, you know, even though the fireworks are in the sky, people still sit on the curb and hold a spot. So they held their spot before the fireworks went off that evening. And just uh, at at the very moment the fireworks went off, the the wind let up uh, for him to do this. He got down on his knee with just as the first ones that went up the air and he proposed. And no sooner did he propose, Disney stopped the fireworks. (laughs) That was a timing thing. Yeah, yeah. So that was like Disney magic. So when mm-hmm. I did my, so when I did the love story for this couple, uh, first off, I included the music and the and the fireworks sounds behind him proposing, so you could actually hear all these things happening uh, in the background. And I also shared the story with the uh, guest services people at Disney, and they sent a um, an autographed, a congratulatory picture from Minnie and Mickey that oh, we nice. could present to them after the love story. Now, rather than me doing it, because that would have made it all about me, I I gave it to um, her sister. And there was a letter that came with it. And uh, right after the love story, uh, the sister got up and she read this letter that came from uh, Minnie and Mickey and presented them with the... uh, with the picture. So, you know, that's just one way of, of taking something that happened and turning it into a moment. And obviously that one was Disney, but there, you know, if you're really listening, here's, here's the main thing out of this. If you're really listening to your customers, 
and, and active listener, not worrying about what you're going to say next. The information that they share with you will help you come up with ideas to find those little magical moments of things that you can do that are going to be special for their event. So yeah, it, it's just a, it's a matter of, of listening. Now, you were asking about behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, that one was in front. Behind the scenes, one of the things that uh, I do, <clears throat> pardon me, is I know that, and I've told this story before, but, I, but it's extremely valuable. Um, one of the things I do is I, during the planning process, for me, how long is the planning process for you, Rob? Like, uh, it's about a year. I mean, from the but day I mean, they hour wise. Oh, oh, hour wise, I probably put about uh, 20 hours in each right. week. Right. And when you sit down to actually do that planning meeting with them, or at least for me, that can be like a three or four hour meeting. Mm-hmm. It depends on whether I'm helping them with the ceremony or if I'm not helping them with the ceremony. And a lot of times, since my couples want to meet in the evening, they have day jobs, they're going to come to me straight after work, but they're not going to eat. So one of the things that I do to help make them fe- make their time with me more enjoyable and to, and to make it actually more efficient is I'll, I'll find out from them in, in advance what their favorite pizza toppings are. And I'll have pizza delivered at the same time that they arrive. So they have an opportunity to eat before we oh, actually wow. start discussing the planning. And, and there's, two, there's a couple of reasons for doing that. One is, is again, it's a courtesy to them so that they're not thinking about how hungry they are. And the last thing I want them to do is I don't want them to get hangry in the process of, of the planning process. I, I, and I don't want them thinking about, well, God, I wish it was over so I could go eat and, and we just hurry through things. The other thing about that is, is that you would be amazed what you learn from people over a meal, even if it's just pizza. Mm-hmm. Just sharing a meal together, it's incredible the information people will share with you while they're, while they're eating that you never would have gotten from them any other way. So that, that's just kind of a, a in front and behind the scenes kind of thing. But it's more a matter of just walking in your customer's shoes and looking at every aspect of your business. It's, it's called a customer journey. How do you want them to feel at every touch point along the way of doing business with you from the time they hit your website to the time that they first meet with you to the time they sit down to have that, that uh, planning meeting with you? Uh, all the way through the actual performance. How do you want them to feel at each touch point? And what are you going to do to make them feel that thing? However, that, that emotion is that you want them to feel. It definitely makes sense, but it also, in my experience anyway, and we can elaborate on this a little bit, you have to have the right client fit, which means your marketing has to be on point because some of this stuff, I mean, I've had some clients come in over the years who are just like, I just want a DJ to play some music. Here's my first dance. I don't want any frills. I don't want anything special. And when you start to probe and try to get into a conversation about, okay, well, what do you do when you're not planning a wedding and teaching three-year-olds? You know what I mean? Um, And that plays a big role in separating out the people that this isn't going to work for. Right. Well, I think that I think what happens is that okay, as in, I, I mentioned a moment ago, Disney keeps raising their prices. Mm-hmm. Okay, so one reason they do that is to help pay for the technology. Another reason why they do that is it helps keep people out that are going to yeah. You know, if you were only paying five dollars to go to Disney World, how considerate would you be of other people 
Uh, how considerate would you be of keeping the place clean? How this, how that? I mean, there are so many factors that go into that. And Disney doesn't really talk about that a whole lot. And I can't even, I won't even say that I know that for a fact. That's why they do it. But you got to wonder, that's part of the key here. And mm-hmm. they're, 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 they're saying, this is the audience we want. We want the people that are, are willing to pay the bucks because they not only enjoy it, but they're going to respect it. They're going to do what they can to help us take care of it. When I go through Disney World and I see a piece of trash on the ground, even though I'm not a cast member, I will pick it up and throw it away because it shouldn't be trash on the ground. Right. Well, the same thing is true in our business. If you have to be able to define who your target audience is and you have to learn how to say no when those times roll around. My customers know, as an example, that. I'm going to meet with them three times between the time that they contract me until the time that I actually do their event, actually four times because I go to the rehearsal as well. If they don't want to invest that kind of time, then they shouldn't book me and they won't book me. If they would rather just have somebody come in and play music, then that's who they're going to go for. But it, Laying out expectations up top saying this is, you know, these are the things that the process that we're going to go through uh, from the time you contract me through your performance so that you're aware of it. Um, And also just being able to say, you know what, I'm probably not going to be a good fit for you. Um, So maybe I let me refer you to someone that I know would take really good care of you for what you want and refer them on to someone else. There's nothing wrong with that. If you're only catering to people that, because they have a checkbook, stop that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Stop it. You know, it, it, it's about, you, if you're not happy doing what you're doing, they're not going to be happy. And I will, certainly would not be happy if somebody just had me set up in a corner and play music all night long. It, it, it would drive me nuts. You mentioned you go to the rehearsal dinner, and, and I want to go down that road a little bit. What prompts you to go to the rehearsal dinner and what do you pick up for information there? Okay. I don't go to the dinner. Okay. Uh, the rehearsal, I've been invited not the dinner. dinner. Yeah. I, I just go to go the to dinner, the but her. that's just me. I don't miss too many right, meals. Right. No. And, and I know, I know <laughs> other DJs that do, they have been invited to the dinner and they go. And I know that, um, uh, I know that they've gained some information from going to the dinner that helped them the next day. Um, for the wedding, I go to the rehearsal for a couple reasons. One is that it, it kind of puts me when all of the family and the, and the, first off, it puts the bride and groom at ease knowing that I'm that on top of it. But also, as you see the, the bride and groom and the, and the wedding party and the family kind of puts you, and I've always been looking for a better way of saying it, of saying you know, it makes me the guy in charge in a way so that, you know, they know that I know what I'm doing. I have, I, I've, obviously I'm being uh, endorsed by the bride and groom. Otherwise I wouldn't be there. And then what I also do is I go over the itinerary with everybody of what's going to happen the next day. It's just a brief overview, like three minutes. I give every uh, wedding party member and family member a little three by five card that has just a con- condensed version of the itinerary for the next day just so they have an idea of how the flow is going to go. I tell them, I go, look, you know, timelines are subjective. Anything can happen. So just pay attention more to the order. I'll keep you up to date on, on, on what's happening as far as time is concerned. It also has their introduction, uh, the order of introductions on the other side, and it also tells them where it is they're supposed to go when they arrive. So they have all this. And then I tell them, I go, look, 
I don't expect any of you to remember to bring these cards with you tomorrow. So here's the other thing I'm going to do. I, I'm making table tents for each of the uh, each of you, and I'll have your name on it. And then if at any point in the evening you get lost as where we are, if you just pick up that table tent and open it up, there's another copy of the itinerary inside. That is such and, a unique touch that I'm sure the majority, like I would have never thought of that whatsoever. And I think that, that is so unique because in hearing you talk about it i'm sitting there going yeah you know the majority of the people at a wedding including the bride and groom have never done this before so they don't know what to expect and we need to position ourselves you know you you were looking for a better way of saying the man in charge of the authority Uh, i think the better way to word that is the resource Right. The person that they can turn to if they've got a question or if they don't know what they're doing next or, and you solve half of that by, that is so cool. Like I'm like putting that when we're done here, I'm coming up with an idea (laughs) on how I'm going to implement that, which I think is pretty cool. So we've talked about a lot of stuff today, Ron, and I know people are going to see you at, uh, at the DJ and TV conference as part of photo booth expo. Let's talk a little bit about that while we wrap up. Okay. So do you have the schedule's out? Schedule is out. And when are you speaking? Uh, I am I'm not I'm not I don't have stage time, but I am doing a two hour workshop on Wednesday morning from ten to noon. I'm so and jealous. And John sir. Young, John Young, the publisher of uh Disc Jockey News and actually kind of the producer of the Disc Jockey News portion of this, what he's done is that they've got several master classes or workshops. Uh, that are going to be taking place on Tuesday and on Wednesday. As I said, I'm on Wednesday. But here's the thing. The, the workshops are like a, an e-ticket. So it's 100 bucks, which is cheap to attend a, a two-hour, three-hour workshop. So you, you pay 100 bucks. You, you have to buy a ticket to the conference. You pay 100 bucks for that. Now, here's the deal. This is the best part ever. If you attend one of the, the workshops, you don't have to worry about missing what's happening on stage because you will get an audio recording of everything that happened on stage while you were in that workshop. So you're not missing anything and you'll get all the content from the workshop as well. So it's like a double bonus in my opinion. Um, That's so great. Now, if if listeners aren't going to photo booth expo or the disc jockey news TV part of that, for whatever reason, is there a way that they, I know you a couple of years ago, you had a, um, a DVD or a CD, or you had some educational materials available. Do you still have that stuff available, or is I, it more of a your consulting thing now? Well, I'm I'm doing both public speaking on on a keynote speaking on uh, on how to speak fluent while, and I'm doing workshops, and I'm working on uh, getting a video that I think is of of uh, high enough quality to share. I may t- uh, try to do video uh, at the uh at my workshop in vegas we'll see how that goes but uh in the meantime right now uh for those that may be interested in knowing more about customer experience and how it might fit into their business i offer a one hour complimentary consultation the first consult with me is is cost nothing and you can simply go to my website ronruth.com and find the link that just says I want to learn how to speak fluent well, and you'll go right to my calendar and you can pick a time and we'll set up a zoom call uh, to talk about your business and your goals. And I guarantee you'll come away with at least one or two ideas that will help you even in that complimentary 
consult and you can decide whether you want to continue with me from that point forward. So awesome. Let's put it this way. You, you're going to be getting somebody. I'll just put my hand up. We're going to find <laughs> some time to do that because honestly, um, I've listened to the, you. You had, had something a couple of years ago. We ran into each other and you had said, here, give this a listen and tell me what you think. And I was so wowed by it then that I'm like, all right, now, now I want to sit down. I want to take this to another level for what we're doing here at RPE. So I want to know what it is so I can raise a price on it now. I mean, come (laughs) on, you got to figure it out. Tell you what, I'll tell you off air. Okay. (laughs) So listen, Ron, thanks for being on the show. I will look forward to at least bumping into you down at photo booth expo in a couple of weeks uh, out in Las Vegas. And thank you for having me, Rob. And yes, uh, let's do coffee or something. We got to get together. You've been listening to the Mobile DJ Business Podcast. Give us your ideas for future guests, questions, or topics, or just stay informed about upcoming episodes on our Facebook page or visit www.mobiledjpodcast.biz. The Mobile DJ Business Podcast is a production of Rob Peters Entertainment, all rights reserved.